the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Exclusive source for NDSU Athletics in the Twin Cities. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. Go Bison. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Differences between moderate and far-left Democrats have prevented Congress from voting on bills critical to President Biden's agenda. With his party fighting over the plan, the president traveled to Capitol Hill for private talks with House lawmakers. Afterwards, he was asked when the bills will be finished. It doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter whether it's in six minutes, six days, or six weeks. We're going to get it done. This morning, the White House said it plans to stay engaged with members of Congress through this weekend. Several recent opinion polls show a drop in the president's approval rating. American Airlines, Alaska Airlines, and JetBlue will require employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Delta and Southwest have not yet said how they will comply with the administration's mandate. This is SRN News. Hi again. This is Tim Oberg from the Kingdom Village Roofers. Hey, if we're paying attention, we can see that we live in a crazy and broken world. It's easy to look at all the turmoil and let fear start to creep in. But take heart. We know God is ultimately in control. In Isaiah 41.10, he says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is saying, don't be afraid. He will not fail us. He is with us. He knows us by a name. And he is working all these things out for our own good. I know that's sometimes tough to focus on when we're in the middle of trouble. It's been said that fear not is in the Bible 365 times. Whether that's accurate or not, Jesus said in Matthew 10:31, do not fear. Hearing it once from Jesus should be sufficient for us. Keep focused on him and his word and be encouraged. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us at thekingdombuilders.com. It's to end it or grilling season, and Premier Pool and Spa has huge deals right now on all their Louisiana grills. No way. You mean like when they sell the toques for cheap during the spring because you don't really need them to cover your noggin when the weather's warming up, right? Absolutely correct, bro. Oh, but wait a minute. Fall's like prime smoking season. You can still grill and smoke year-round with the Louisiana Grill, right? You know it. The Louisiana Pellet Grill from Premier Pool and Spa is both a grill and a smoker. And they got these amazing winter smoker covers, so you can even use them when it's like below zero. So the grilling season never really ends, but I still get those low-end-of-season prices, right? You got it, plus a free 40-pound bag of pellets with your purchase and free bucket liners and a fancy grill cover if you buy one at a top-of-the-line model. Hey, so don't wait. Get your own Made in America Louisiana Grill at end-of-season prices, plus all those extra goodies at Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. Louisiana Grills, you deserve it. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Is it his time? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Bang. You show the biz fourteen forty. Yep, it's the butterfly's wings. Good call, Don. Don's talking to us on Twitter as you can too using the hashtag pound KBRS. Please jump in, join us. Yeah, I know Twitter's a Twitter's a swamp. I agree, it is a swamp. But I have great listeners, and and I talk to them using that 
using that place. So, you know, Ken and Don and Frank and, and Narn fan and others who, who participate through that. I, I enjoy it every time. Uh, you can too. Just use that hashtag pound KBRS. We follow it here during the show. In fact, we follow it all week. Um, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you on another day. Uh, not just on Saturdays. Uh, Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. If you want to actually talk the old-fashioned way, just just pick up your can and have uh, and and don't pull the string too hard. And then, um, uh, what was it that the Flintstones used for the for the rotary dial? I don't remember. But anyway, uh, give us a call six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We've been talking in the last hour, and we were making our transition to the inflationary system that, that's been put in place. And I, I, I remind people we, we've had in this period almost a, a perfect non-storm of um, rising demand for, for goods and services, which taxes the energy system because every good and services we produce consumes some energy. Uh, of some kind, be it human energy or, or gas or coal or wind or solar or horse, whatever, wood. Everything consumes some kind of energy in order to produce. So I, 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 I start by, by that. And then um, there's a, there was a piece a, couple, a, a week ago, a week and a half ago, while I was away, um, from London, uh, from September 22nd on CNBC. Okay, Dateline London. The European Union could struggle to advance its green agenda as price, gas prices soar across the block, according to experts who warn against slowing down investment into the sector. The according to experts part is always the, you know, your antenna should go up. Okay, so where did you get this story from? Okay, so we have... People who are in the green sector calling CNBC and other reporters saying, we might be in trouble. Okay, so, yep. The European Commission has vowed to become carbon neutral by 2050, presenting a concrete plan to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by at least 55% from 1990 levels by the end of this decade. However, these ambitions could be hit as a natural gas shortage on the continent drives prices higher. The front month gas price at the Dutch uh, TTF hub, a European benchmark, has risen more than 250% since the start of the year. Okay, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, um, so that that story and then ties to the fact that that uh, uh, that on uh, on which day? Yeah, yesterday, Friday, the the uh, European Union or Eurostat, their stats office, announces. That headline inflation in Europe had reached two point, or excuse me, three point four percent, the highest level since September two thousand eight, when inflation stood at three point six percent. Now, does everyone remember two thousand eight? You probably don't, but it's really fascinating to me. I I remind people that in that in July and August, in July and early August of two thousand eight, you could look it up. The price of a barrel of oil was around $130 a barrel. So we've had people get the vapors over the fact that the price of a barrel of oil briefly touched over $80 while I've been away the last couple of weeks. What was that $130? There's more to what's going on than just energy prices, but energy prices are clearly being bid up by strong demand and restrictions on supply. Well, where did these restrictions on supply come from? Well, of course, they come from the, from the green sector. And all of these combine, add to this, the issue, and I was just chatting with, uh, with a, someone that writes for the uh, American Institute for Economic Research out in, out in Massachusetts. Uh, he was tweeting at us. Uh, his name is Pete Earle. Uh, he just posted a piece, and if you follow if you follow me, you can see it. But I'll I'll repost it, um, and talks about sort of the sort of this series of events that have led to a real restriction on supply. Another place where supply restrictions have happened, 
has been has been in the shipping area. Okay, uh, Pete reminds reminds us of of the Ever Given crisis. Remember Ever Given back in March, the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. Add that now to the fact that it's been difficult to find um, find shipping containers. Um, there's a wonderful book. I can't remember the name of the author. The book is just called The Box. And it's about the standardization of the size of shipping and the genius of this, which really only came about in the late 1950s, early 1960s. You know, when you used to ship stuff, bulky stuff was out and loose and you had to pack it in and put padding around it and so forth. Now we just take these 20-foot container units we slide your thing in there it's got metal all the way around it and we can just stack them one on top of the other top of the other dozens of these of these ships are at at port and afloat off port at the ports of los angeles and long beach and increasingly now on the east coast ports to boot we see them out there. There's a shortage of the of those twenty foot container units. And here's what's most interesting. I thought Peter Bokvar did this. He was on Real Vision, uh, Real Vision's Daily Show, and I saw a link to this because I follow Peter like like nobody's business. I, I I think the guy's really really interesting. And um. It's Bookvar with two O's, B-O-O-C-K-V-A-R. If you if you haven't followed him, uh, his 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 blog is called the Book Report. It is a pay service, although some of his articles are free. Um, when you see me do, when you hear me on on the King Banyan Show do the rundown of economic data, I'm often looking at Peter's report, his weekly report, which is on which is off outside the paywall uh, for his side. He, Peter, I hope you're not listening, but you should put that behind the paywall. I might pay you for it. Um, but anyway, he says this in the middle of a, of a conversation on Real Vision, um, uh, I think, yesterday. Uh, this is cut number nine, please, Sean. Of course, central banks never do anything wrong. And any, any side effect is never their fault, right? So it's very convenient that Powell's just blaming the supply side without taking any responsibility that – monetary policy is pushing demand side when there's not enough supply. So here, let's take the two most interest rate sensitive parts of the economy, housing and autos. Well, he's got pedal to the metal pushing the demand for housing and autos when you can barely find a home or a car. And if you do, you're paying through the nose for it. So of course, he's not going to acknowledge that, okay, yeah, Jay, you're right. The supply chains are all screwed up and it's going to remain that way. Then why are you full pedal pushing the demand side when there's not enough goods to buy? In my classes, Peter, that's Peter Bookfar from Real Vision uh, yesterday and, and, and just, a, just a wonderful clip. By the, by the way, that's just about less than a minute of a full 30-minute interview that's, that's fascinating in its entirety. I encourage you to watch it. Um, the... In every economics class, if I was teaching, I probably wouldn't do this yet with my first-year students, but with my third-year students, I would certainly do it this way. I'd, I'd describe it this way. When we had the Great Recession, the, the, financial, the, great, the GFC, the Great Financial Crisis, in 2008, if I was to take think about it in terms of supply and demand, the great financial crisis was a collapse in, in demand for goods and services because all of a sudden people found themselves with a hit to their wealth because house prices collapsed, um, house prices collapsed, banking crisis happened, uh, the prices on the stock market fell dramatically. Your 401k became a 201k, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I can, I've got a bunch of jokes I do about that, a bunch of one-liners. Okay, fine. That's a demand shock. Monetary policy, which I criticized, was fine for that. That normally normally is meant to, because when you have a collapse in demand, you have lower GDP. But if the demand for something collapses, not only do you see lower quantity, but you also see prices fall 
as long as the supply of goods and services, the productive capacity of the economy, remains roughly intact. And though the great financial crisis was a shock, though we saw a lot of a lot of uh, uh, damage done to household balance sheets, corporate balance sheets, and so forth. The ability of the economy to produce goods and services was not dramatically changed by the great financial crisis. That largely can be thought of as a demand shock. And I would argue that the last, the last four recessions, I'm, do, I'm doing the math in my head, five recessions, no, I'll take that back to four. I'm going to do them backwards. 2020 COVID, uh, excuse me, 2008, 2001, 1990. Those three are all demand-side recessions. 1980 was, was probably more demand. 1980-81 was also a demand-side recession. I take it back, so four. You have to go back to 1975 and the impact of the first OPEC crisis in 1974-1975, before you can see anything that has a supply-side component to it, or what we called in a paper I wrote way back, I told you before, I wrote, I, I wrote my first paper on the Fed in 1983, okay? Somewhere in the mid-'80s, I wrote a paper that was never published. I got, at least I got to think about that. I might have gotten pieces of it into something else, but it was never published in the form I meant it to be published. I co-authored it with my dissertation advisor, but um, this was this was an idea that he and I cooked up uh, one afternoon in the office of differentiating between cost push inflations and cost push or supply shock inflations and demand pull infl- uh, uh, inflations and deflations, disinflations. COVID is a supply shock. It both reduces the amount of goods and services you can have and at the same time increases prices. If you decide, as the Fed has decided, to just pay attention to employment and for a time ignore prices, you can pull your economy back toward full, toward full employment. But you only do so at the cost of even higher inflation. They accepted that the inflation, the first part of the inflation that happened would be transitory. There's a language in which, there's a way to use the language in which I can make that case. But what we're witnessing now, what what Bokvar has just described is the fact that you're basically throwing fuel onto inflation and you might end up inducing an inflationary cycle. I'm past my usual time for a break, so i got to run away, but I'll be right back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like... uh, giraffe there were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it but there were other things that needed addressing and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me it was an amazing transformation in fact my brother-in-law who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. 
Contact us for a free consultation at HeganLawOffice.com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across Do you love to cook or have a favorite blue ribbon dish? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning entry will receive a year's worth of fine meats from Good Ranchers, a $1,400 value, and get a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once each day. So start cooking and enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com slash recipes. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz, 1440. Is, is, did uh, Mitch take over the uh, music? I forgot <laughs> that he's a big fan, yeah. Yeah, he is, he is. That's great. I love it. Uh, 651-289-4477, the number to call. Hey, come on, guys. You are, you're chattering away on Twitter. I would think I'd get a phone call from one of y'all. Uh, 651-289-4477. By the way, Mitch is, of course, Mitch Berg. Uh, we joke about him. We love him. Uh, he calls himself the headliner. Uh, yeah, he's over on that little station called the Patriot. Um, we, we, it's a niche market, uh, and uh, we're we're fine with him uh, participating in that in that nicheness. Uh, anyway, you can hear him at uh, at uh, one p.m. today on uh, AM twelve A, the Patriot, our sister station here in the Salem Empire. Um, so, we, in this world, we it seems like we have created a system in which we have inflation f- from the supply side. If the Fed was doing everything perfectly at this moment, we would have, we would still have inflation from the fact that I believe these these supply shocks are something beyond the ability of government to control. Government could the government do better on COVID? Sure. Could we change as as uh, I should retweet Pete's piece, uh, Pete Earl's piece that you can find in our in our stream on, on using Pound KBRS. You can find you can find that. Um, I'll make sure I, I'll make sure it's in the stream there. Uh, you could you can look at the unionization rules of our ports, which do not run full time. You would think during this period in which you've got these humongous supply chain bottlenecks. <clears throat> You would have, you would have the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach going twenty four seven three sixty five. They're not. There are a variety of explanations. Some of them, some of them have to do with unionization rules. Some of them have to do with regulation because we don't want truck drivers driving forever. Okay, truck driving is an exhausting thing to do for hours and hours at a time. I admire every truck driver out there. Um, my, I. Full disclosure, my father worked on a loading dock. My brother worked on a loading dock. My, fa- my brother still works in uh, shipping. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated by shipping and restaurants because I have family in those two businesses. Um, the, um, I, the, but that said, even if you got all that right, you can't control the fact that, that you have COVID outbreaks happening in China and Vietnam which are hindering the ability of, of goods to come to the United States. 
Okay, it's not just, you know, and you wonder, why can't we build that stuff? The answer to that being, of course, okay, that is a government issue um, uh, to the extent that unemployment insurance had had impact on that. We'll see. That's why Job Saturday next week is going to be so darn interesting because uh, it'll be the first month because unemployment insurance, federal benefits, the the extra federal uh, subventions, Two households of three hundred dollars a week ended on 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 the week of September six. We measure the unemployment rate based on based on the numbers as of September twelfth. I believe actually that you're going to see the unemployment rate be higher in September than it was in August because some of those people who were receiving those payments will go back and start searching and they will be officially counted as unemployed, but they will not have placed during the week of the twelfth. But they might be placing now. That's one another reason why I think GDP numbers will actually look a little soft in the third quarter, but it might in fact improve in the fourth quarter. But you have all these things happening, and it reminds me, and it reminds Larry Summers. And so, I, I, don't worry, I'm going to get to the J tape in a moment, our our our, our J Powell tape in a moment. But I want to play a little bit of Larry Summers for you. He this we we broke. I broke. I had Sean break this up because I want to talk through. He's making three different important points in the course of about ninety seconds, and so we've broken this up. And I'm going to have I'm going to have I'm going to talk about each one. Uh, this is Larry Summers yesterday on last night on Bloomberg cut number one. Look, it may be that this is a recognition of some combination of the fact that we're going to have more inflation, and that the Fed's going to do more than people thought it was going to need to do in order to uh, contain. Uh, inflation. You know, once these things start, they sometimes have a tendency uh, to trend. So I stand by my view that markets are substantially underestimating what's likely to happen to interest rates before too long. And this is in reference to the fact that 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 Larry Summers and I, and I, I stand with Summers in this, were perplexed and said, Boy, that doesn't work with the story we're trying to tell about the fact that we're not on team transitory. We're on, we're on team significant inflation. We need a we need a catchier name, uh, but I'm on team significant, and he's on team significant, and yet the markets the markets had not priced it in. Now, interest rates have gone up about on on the on the ten year interest rates rose about twenty basis points over the last three weeks. It's in the direction we, we, that I think, but 20 basis points doesn't get you anywhere near what I think is the impact. So, so yes, real interest rates are probably more negative now than they were even six months ago. Works against what I, what I thought and what Summers would have thought. He continues, cut number two. You know, if you look at the so-called Taylor rules, predictions of Fed behavior, and you feed any kind of traditional Taylor rule through with the way current economic data is running, it points you to a pretty substantial concern about uh, inflation overheating. The rate's still being here, and nobody expects uh, the Fed funds rate to be raised any time before the middle of next year. Could the inflation rate come down by then? Sure. But they've been very clear, we're going to taper first, we're going to taper gradually, and only after the tapering is done, only when we stop buying additional treasuries, which what that means. Taper does not mean they're going to start selling treasuries. It just means they're going to buy fewer. They're going to withdraw a little bit of their additional buy in the market. They're going to take eight, nine, eight to ten months to, to get back to zero. Could they go faster? They might. But I think I think keeping interest rates at their level, keeping the Fed funds rate at this level as long as they're doing it, is a real risk. Play cut number three, please. I think what's happening with oil makes the kind of parallel that I've drawn to the 60s and 70s look more real. We just seem to be having... A lot of surprising bad shocks that are lasting longer than you think. And when you keep being surprised again and again, it suggests that there's a pattern and you're missing it. In other words, the Fed is behind the curve. Um, 
They're not relying on the Taylor rule. There, there, there seems to be no, I mean, I don't hear, I've heard the, the chairman speak occasionally about, about it, but not very much. And so, indeed, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the break here because when I come back, I want to play Powell's testimony, which would have happened before Summer's comments. But I want to play some of the testimony that he had before Senate Banking uh, Committee on uh, Wednesday, I believe. Uh, and, and we'll do that right after this. You're listening to The King Banging Show on The Biz, 1440. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround, call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Should I wait for it? Maybe I should. You have to wait for that, don't you? Does that not get your does that get your blood pumping? King Bane Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. We're so happy you could be here. Lots of good conversation happening on the Twitters. Uh, just follow the hashtag pound KBRS and that will work. Or you can follow me at Banyan Show uh, as well. Lots of fun. Don't forget, next week is Job Saturday. Uh, so we'll have the jobs report, which is the first of two really consequential ones um, in my mind. Um, one of them will give you the end of September, and we'll probably have a pretty good idea what third quarter GDP came in at, and we think it's lower 
than certainly lower. I was talking, I was talking to a group about this just this week. Um, if you went back and dug around the July numbers, there's a nice, there's a nice table that uh, Bill McBride at Calculated Risk Blog puts up that tracks the week, the, the all of the GDP forecast from Goldman, from Merrill, from the GDP now piece at the Atlanta Fed. New York Fed, by the way, the New York Fed has retired their now cast because they think under COVID their model is broken. So they've just said eh, it's not giving us anything reliable. But we, we should probably stop. It's kind of interesting because the feds can do that if they want. But you would think you'd have a little more, you'd have a little less confidence in what you say than what I what I hear coming out of the Fed from time to time. So I thought I I thought perhaps it sh- would be smartest if we actually went to listen to bits of Jay Powell in response to this. Actually, I'm going to have this repeat. This was last night on Bloomberg, which Bloomberg you can hear here. By the way, by the way, uh, side note uh, to the station, I broke down and I actually bought my subscription to Bloomberg so I can now listen full time and pull all the articles that I want and so forth. I finally broke down and did it. I, I, I found a way to get a price that I could live with. Uh, it's 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 not cheap, but it is so it is so useful and so. If you really are interested in this stuff, you should be listening to the Biz fourteen forty during the week. You should listen to our shows during the week. I'm so glad you choose to spend your Saturdays with us. But but during the week, there's lots of good stuff on this station. I listen to it every time I'm down in the Twin Cities, which seems to be almost almost twice a week lately. Uh, <laughs> I would like to travel less. Anyway, Jay Powell and Janet Yellen were together at uh, at the Senate Banking Committee on, and I'm doing this from memory, I believe Wednesday of this week. And Powell had some comments to make regarding, you know, this is the one where Senator Warren says you're a dangerous man. He had some things to say, and I, I'm going to talk a little bit about, about Powell at the end of the show in a way that, it, it, to, to say... Despite all my criticism of him, I don't think he should be replaced. In part because I I believe anyone they, that that President Biden would replace him with would be worse than what we've got. However, however, there are some things in here that I think were really interesting in his testimony on Wednesday. Let's play cut and and Sean makes me do this with a decimal place. Okay, so. I did not choose to call these what I'm going to call them. This is cut 5.1. If, if I may just um, uh, offer one thing. What I said last week was that uh, we, were, we had all but met the test for tapering. I made it clear that we are, and we are, in my view, a long way from meeting the test for maximum employment. So that first comment, again, he, the test for tapering which we thought was the same is sort of like you're using the same framework. You're using the same framework, but your decision to taper was going to happen before you reach maximum employment. He had not really articulated that before. What he said was, we have this framework toward maximum employment, and we're going to work on using it to figure out when we're going to taper. And he's, he's you know... Am I allowed to use this term? He's shown us a little leg for most of uh, the summer. And fine, and we kind of thought in September they would actually announce it. And then because of the Delta wave, he decided to pull back. Their next meetings in the first week of November, I anticipate that before the, the October jobs report, although I think they get a little bit of a sneak preview, um, just as the White House gets a sneak preview. We are going to see the report next week, and as long as that report is positive and the other numbers stay positive, I think, I think we're going to we're, he's going to have to art, start articulating pretty soon. What does maximum employment mean for the purposes of taking the interest rate off zero, getting off ZERP? Okay, because. They've been pretty clear, and he says, and he said in, in a number of places, I'm going to come around, 
I'm coming around to the idea that it's time to start tapering. Okay, and he admits to being a little behind. There are other depart- there are other governors and there's a couple presidents who said no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. But uh, but right now it looks like there's approximately he's got approximately a fifty fifty on lifting interest rates before the end of next year. He's got nine governors for and uh, nine governors or presidents for and nine governors or presidents against. And he's pretty clearly not, he's pretty clearly one of the nine on the other side. He's not for raising rent yet. But he's come around to the idea that the taper needs to happen. But he says, we're nowhere, we're not near maximum employment. He then goes directly to talking about taper. This is cut 5.2. Right now we're buying $120 billion worth of securities every month. And all of those purchases add to accommodation. They, they're increasing accommodation. Uh, and we had set a test uh, for beginning to taper those purchases of substantial further progress towards our statutory goals. Uh, we haven't met that yet, but as I mentioned, I think we've all but met it, met it on the path that we're looking at. We would continue to add accommodation, not subtract it, for until well into the middle of next year. Important point, right? We're not stopping quantitative easing. We're only slowing down the easing. ECB has come out and said they expect to start to start tapering very very soon. They're start they've they've been very clear. The Fed has said we're having continued conversations. We think the time is coming soon, but they've been kind of wishy-washy about it. The ECB is actually ahead of them. Remember, 3.6 headline inflation. And the ECB has, unlike the Fed, a sole mandate, a single mandate for price stability that's defined by having the inflation rate at or below 2%. So 3.6 means they have to do it. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens if the ECB should taper faster than the Fed. And I think that's significantly possible. But this last clip gets to the very, very point that I had wanted to tie to. And in fact, I might come back to cut number nine again after this uh, from Peter Bookvar. But, but I want to play this first. This is Powell expressing what he thinks is happening with inflation. Cut 5.3. Yeah, yes, I think it's fair to say that it is. The, um, uh, mainly what we've seen is that the the supply side restrictions that that are so much at the heart of the inflation we're seeing have not only not gotten better; they've actually, in some cases, gotten worse. Look at the car companies. Look at the look at the ships uh, dock, or you know, with the anchors down outside of Los Angeles. And this is really uh, a mismatch between demand and supply. And we need those supply blockages to alleviate, to abate, uh, before inflation can come down. We we do believe that it will, but. Um, most, however, if you look at measured inflation and what's contributing to it, most of it is still from a very small uh, category of of, uh, of uh, items. All right, let's just let's just play this again. This is Peter Bookvar on Real Vision uh, last, last yesterday morning. Uh, cut number nine. Of course, central banks never do anything wrong, and any any side effect is never their fault, right? So it's very convenient that Powell's just blaming the supply side without taking any responsibility that monetary policy is pushing demand side when there's not enough supply. So here, let's take the two most interest rate sensitive parts of the economy, housing and autos. Well, he's got pedal to the metal pushing the demand for housing and autos when you can barely find a home or a car. And if you do, you're paying through the nose for it. So. Of course, he's not going to acknowledge that, okay, yeah, Jay, you're right. The supply chains are all screwed up and it's going to remain that way. Then why are you full pedal pushing the demand side when there's not enough goods to buy? And that's why I think they're behind the curve, just as Larry Summers says. Play this one more time. Cut number three. I think what's happening with oil makes the kind of parallel that I've drawn to the 60s and 70s look more real. We just seem to be having a lot of surprising bad shocks that are lasting longer than you think. 
And when you keep being surprised again and again, it suggests that there's a pattern and you're missing it. I don't know what more to say. They, they, they insisted on transitory. Then they said, oh, it's bottlenecks. And now we've gone away from bottlenecks and we're going getting to supply chain issues and you know it's getting worse and indeed i don't i couldn't find or didn't have time to dig through an hour worth of tape to find about 20 seconds i i but i heard it i saw it reported that paul said in a in a i believe it was a reuters sponsored event at the ecb uh paul on on zoom uh, talking to talking in that conference, saying that they were taken by surprise by the by the strength of these bottlenecks and the supply chain issues that the size of them have taken them by surprise. So open question. Jay Powell is up for reappointment, and I have to think if he goes into the meeting in November without having a, a renomination by. President Biden by then it puts him in a very tough spot and yet and I think this is why Senator Warren did what is pretty unprecedented I can't think of another senator who had the chair of the Federal Reserve sitting in front of him or her and then say you're a dangerous man and I'm not supporting your re- I, I, I don't support your renomination that's not happened before but the story gets really much more interesting. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Things that I used to do. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders. During a recent meeting, I was pretty amazed at how everyone got along so well, and we all agreed on just about everything. I think it's because we have strived for years to have everyone doing a job that they enjoy. We think that ends up being a benefit to our customers. When you like what you're doing, you tend to do a better job, as well as have a better attitude. Over the years, I've tried a variety of jobs at the Kingdom Builders. I've tried sales, project managing, installing doors, working in the office, but currently I'm installing gutters and loving it. It's a pleasure to be able to do my job well and enjoy doing it. So if you need a roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond, again at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. Staff Sergeant Alex. I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. 
afreserve.com. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. As I've said uh, several times today and throughout the time here on the King Banyan Show, you can go back and listen to us on TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. You can hear the podcasts going back to a long, long time. I don't know if we have everything going back to the first shows of 2009, which is when we came over here to what was on a different frequency rather than the biz 1440 back then we were we were on a higher number uh but um, we moved down here but we've been we've been here pretty much since the start of uh Salem's business station we're proud to be the weekend flagship of uh this this station you can go back and listen to it anyway if you go back and listen to to that all the way back to 2009 I'm very clear about the fact that I believe central banks are better when they're left alone by politicians. That a degree of independence in terms of the, particularly in terms of the instrumentation of monetary policy, okay, it's a public, it's a public good. Governments have the right to tell their central banks, you should focus on this, you should focus on that. And those should be subject to, to the democratic process. I, I, I mean, I believe that. I don't think, I don't think they should be run by by independent autocrats. I actually don't believe the currency boards are a smart idea for many economies. They can work temporarily for a place like Argentina. But but anyway, um, uh, Chair Powell is coming up for, to, needs to be, put, uh, needs to be re-nominated or a new nominee put in place to be the chair of the Fed. His term comes up soon. As I played for you earlier, I'm not going to play it again. Senator Warren has said, she's a no. Um, and that's that's kind of interesting, um, but not not surprising. It has been interesting and troubling to me that during this past week we have had two presidents, uh, uh, Eric Rosengren from the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston and, and Robert Kaplan from the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas, both stepped down from their from their presidencies after revelations came out in standard filing financial disclosure filings with with the ethics office at the fed that indicated they had traded stock during 2020 uh they had traded stocks during that time um and indeed uh powell was asked uh uh, at, a pre- at the press conference back on the 22nd, obviously we didn't play that because we were not here last week. Um, and he and he expressed his own frustration over. It. He says, "Look, no one is no one on the FOMC is happy to be in this situation, to be having these questions raised. It's something we take very very seriously. I'm determined that we will rise to the moment, handle it in ways that will stand up over time." And the Fed spokesperson, of course, says, well, no, we didn't pressure them to step aside. But he says that on Wednesday. The following Monday, they, within hours of each other, they both stepped down. Last night, Bloomberg releases a story about Richard Clarida, who's the vice chair and someone for whom um, uh, uh, Senator Warren has had particular sharp comments about of displeasure because he heads the regulatory pieces. He oversees the regulatory uh, functions of the Federal Reserve. And he's the vice chair of on the Board of Governors. And so uh, Bloomberg last night releases a statement that he had traded between one and five million dollars out of a bond fund into his stock funds one day before uh, Chair Jerome Powell issued a statement flagging possible policy action as the pandemic worsened his 2020 financial disclosures put out he he his trades uh sent to the ethics office show funds moved out of a a pimco bond fund on february 27th and buying a pimco stock fund on february uh, at the same time in the similar ages for the year he did this five times now 
to me, that looks like, and I'm not, I'm, and I know I've got people who are in the financial services industry who can comment on this. That looks like a rebalancing of the portfolio, right? Interest rates are falling dramatically in this time, so people, okay, and and so that means that bond prices are rising, and so your the value of your bond portfolio is rising relative to your stock portfolio. You are likely in that setting to sell bonds and buy stocks to rebalance yourself if you're keeping to some percentage mix between stocks and bonds. It kind of looks normal, but the timing doesn't look good, right? Because the following day on February 28th, Powell puts out an intermeeting, intra-meeting, intermeeting between the meeting statement saying that the virus poses, quote, evolving risk to the to economic activity and that they are closing mo- closely monitoring developments. On March 3rd, okay, the following Monday, the Fed announces a half percentage point rate cut. Now, they're saying Clarida wasn't consulted. He was at Yale talking to students and faculty up there. PIMCO's not that big a deal because he used to work for PIMCO. This is kind of a normal thing. And I get it, and I'm perfectly willing to accept that it pro- that it probably was an innocent transaction, that nobody whispered in his ear and then he picked up the phone and called his broker. But it just looks bad. And as someone that wants to believe that central banks who are independent of, go- of government control will work better, I can't have that happen even if the guy didn't do it with with malice. Even if he wasn't trading on insider information, you just can't have it look that way. The Fed's rules say you can't have it look that way. I am extremely concerned that this is setting up not I mean, I think I, I, I expect I expect Governor Clarida to to step down from his post sometime in the upcoming week following Rosengren and, and and Kaplan. I also expect that this will be a significant part of the decision whether or not to reappoint uh, Jay Powell to his position. It looks a little dicey, and I'm telling you, every other choice that's out there I think is worse. Wish I could say more, but we're out of time. Thank you, Sean, for your work today. Thanks for all the great comments on Twitter. You guys were awesome. Uh, I'll talk to you again next week for a job Saturday on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. It's to end it or grilling season, and Premier Pool and Spa has huge deals right now on all their Louisiana grills. No way. You mean like when they sell the toques for cheap during the spring because you don't really need them to cover your noggin when the weather's warming up, right? Absolutely correct, bro. Oh, but wait a minute. Falls like prime smoking season. You can still grill and smoke year-round with the Louisiana Grill, right? You know it. The Louisiana Pellet Grill from Premier Pool and Spa is both a grill and a smoker. And they got these amazing winter smoker covers, so you can even use them when it's like below zero. So the grilling season never really ends, but I still get those low-end-of-season prices, right? You got it, plus a free 40-pound bag of pellets with your purchase and free bucket liners and a fancy grill cover if you buy one of the top-of-the-line models. Hey, so don't wait. Get your own Made in America Louisiana Grill at end-of-season prices, plus all those extra goodies at Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. Louisiana Grills, you deserve it. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidi. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, 
giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.